2: And Baptiste, Paranormal Podcast. She's here. She she she's actually sitting next to me, ladies and gentlemen. It's my my favorite lady of all time. It's Linda bloody Pollock. Big up yourselves. Big up yourselves. Linda, Linda, how have you been? What have you been up to?
1: I have been having a bit of a revamp. New year, new me, or at least new coat. Oh. Sausages. Yeah.
2: And a new coat yeah. and sausages. I've got myself,
1: well, here's the thing, right. Yeah. I was looking around and I'm seeing a lot of the youngsters in uh, a print that would ordinarily be for daft old bats, right? Yeah. Your leopard print.
2: Right. And I the bought kids myself are... a leopard
1: print coat, Clinton.
2: Oh. Well, now, hold on. It's not, it's not real, because no, no. that would be...
1: No, it's just like it's like faux fur. It's like a Bet Lynch, isn't it? A Bet very Lynch, much no? like a Bet Lynch. See, this is my point of reference. Go on. The youngsters won't get that, will they? That's what I keep thinking to the myself. The youngsters or don't know they? that. No, any
2: youngsters listening, I don't suppose... I mean, they're mostly quite aged yeah. and... They'll all think that It's Senile, the people who listen to this. But they, they will know Bette Lynch. Yeah. She's, of course, the, 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 the former landlady. The legendary uh, the... landlady and wife of Alec
1: Gilroy, yes. That
2: That is correct. And, of course, the young people, they don't know anything. Culturally, they don't know anything. my
1: fucking God. It's wasted don't on even them, is
2: Don't start isn't... with Betty's hot pot. They'll
1: think that's rude.
2: They'll think, yeah, that's right. I mean, if you, if you said to a young person, you know, I'm going to go to the Rovers' return and sample some of Betty's hot pot, they would think you were um, yeah. saying something rude, when of yeah, course it was like, like a that, Lancashire yeah, hot pot, exactly. wasn't it?
1: But I was going to say, liking that new song, have you heard that new song, that Sam Smith one? What's that one? Daddy's getting hot in the body shop. Ooh. Oh, you just me, Naughty boys. Nice body butter in there, but what is it how
2: did? just a second, listeners, we'll get onto the spooky in a minute. What do you mean? What's he done?
1: I think right. It says Dad mummy mummy doesn't know Daddy's getting hot in the body shop doing something unholy. Well, it's, it's, it's naughty.
2: What in the body shop? What? Anita Roddick's body shop. I
1: don't know. I don't know. What on earth you can get up to in there. It's usually quite cool. They've got the aircon on, marble floors the, and
2: that. The the most the most concerning thing I've had there is not rampant sex. It was trying to buy a bath bag. They don't do one in body shop. Body shop, if you're listening, all sex stuff aside, please, why don't you do a bath bag? You yeah. know, when I go on tour, I need somewhere to put my toothpaste. Never mind shagging someone by the uh, exfoliating equipment. I just want somewhere to put my toothbrush! Everything, oh, for changes, sake.
1: Everything, Everything changed.
2: not it.
0: Everything changed. You make me feel
2: sexy. Yes, but I don't feel that sexy in the body, not shop. the body shop. Is the body shop? We will move on in a minute. Is the body shop still what it
1: used to be? Oh, no, it, it used to be it quite. It got big. bought up, didn't it? Did it? By yeah. who? Someone other than Anita Roddick. Obviously, rest her God, rest her soul. You probably oh, God still Re- talk to her. Just now a minute, Anita. Anita. What
2: thinkest thou of Body Shop being involved with Sam Smith. Sam Smith, yeah. What think what thinkest thou about Sam Smith doing his filthy thing in the body shop? Is that your willy? And etc. She says she's not happy with it. She thought that, you know, the strawberry foot rub that you you used to get. No, peppermint foot rub. Do you remember that? Yes. She thought that was a bad move for the body shop, never mind encouraging him to to use, you know, that brand for a filthy song.
1: Exactly. Not all good publicity is good publicity. All publicity That's what they is say, sometimes it? bad publicity. They say that, don't they? You know, no. there's
2: no such thing as bad publicity. Try telling that to Gary Glitter. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. So anyway, so you you've got a new coat. Yeah, and yeah. I'm
1: thinking I'm trying to be with it, but am I coming across as desperate? What do you mean? You know, like I'm trying to cling on to some sort of lost, fr- no, not lost youth because I'm still young-ish, but right. fading, fading youth. I'm trying to stay with it and cool and hip. But am I just, like, artificial hip?
2: I think that's all right. Yeah. You can still pass it. I found out today, earlier, how old Linda is. And let me tell you something, it's very, very young.
3: i a ghost of oh, my family.
1: Fucking
2: wrong one, sorry. But I
1: am old enough.
2: She is old enough to know things. Yeah. I have just turned 55. Goodness. Can you believe it?
1: They said it would never happen.
2: They said it would never happen. Here I am, 50. that's in human years. But actually I am, you know, i been a universe, a traveller of the universe, yeah. traversing the universe. I'm 693, years You're old. one of the
1: Eternals. I'm one of the
2: Eternals! Well, they are nerding. <laughs> not a dirty nerding either. As I always say, Monday's child is fair of face. Tuesday's child is full of grace. Yes. And Destiny's child were a lot of shit, weren't they? No, they were not. Terrible. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get on with the bloody spooky stuff. If we could, please, because it's time for some. <laughs> no, no, wrong one. It's time. No, no. get it. You let's... know what it's
1: time for. It's time
2: for scary stuff. Please. Shush. That goes on too long. Yeah. Please would you put on some spooky music, music, music? Music. Music. From Fate and Fortune magazine, my bloody favorite. It's voices from beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Every month a reader writes to a loved one in the afterlife. And Mandy Masters tunes in to share their reply. This month, Cinder's Boswell, funny name, writes to her wife. Cinder's Boswell writes to her wife, Rosemary. I'm very open, free, it's and 20, about. It's 2023, 20, baby. baby. The point that all that aside, interests me is Mandy Masters can see into heaven as well. It's not just Andrea, Sandrea Mosses. I wonder
1: if she sees the same.
2: Maybe she sees something different. We Maybe. Need to triangulate these two. Maybe it's only Sandrea Mosses who has a habit of making heaven seem like a really shitty weekend at a Ladbrokes holiday camp. Yeah, or
1: a youth hostel.
2: Or a youth hostel. Anyway, if you would please. So this is Cinder's writing to Rosemary in heaven.
1: Dear Rosemary, our first meeting was like something out of a cheesy romance film. I was on my lunch break at the factory in Uxbridge where I worked, cycling around the grounds as I always did, when suddenly I turned a corner and out you came from nowhere.
2: Watch out, I called, you a silly bitch, swerving oh. to avoid you. Didn't say that bit. Watch out, I called, swerving to avoid you and nearly going headfirst into the canal. We got chatting and I discovered you worked for the same place as me, making springs for ticket machines. That is
1: not a real job. Making springs...
2: <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm not being rude. I thought I had a fucking terrible job, but doing that for a living, what a bore.
1: I had a French exchange partner right,
2: Turn the music off, go on. Who? And
1: her, Virginie her name was, and her boyfriend yeah. was very, very, very keen to show me around his family business. And yes, it was a springs factory. They had oh, big ones, small ones, tiny ones, some probably for ticket machines. Really? I had to feign interest
2: Oh, I expect that made you recoil, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: that's a
1: funny joke. Yeah. Right, okay, ca- please carry on. Put the music on. My name was Alan back then, and it was a fairly ordinary story of Boy Meets Girl, but as we'd later find out, Boy Meets Girl... Oh, hang on. As we later found out, life would become more complicated.
2: Well, I expect it did.
1: i go my panny.
2: that That's coming up later.
1: Not that we knew it at the time, so I asked you out that very evening.
2: We went to a park where we told each other all about our lives. She told me You told me you were unhappy at home, and I was surprised by her openness. <laughs> Dirty bitch. <laughs>
1: Maybe that's why we connected so well. We began dating, but when my dad found out about you, he was livid. He didn't want me going out with a girl from a council house, even though we'd lived in one previously. Get rid of her, he snapped. He hadn't even met you. Already besotted with you, I ignored him. There's
2: a lot of very snobby people about, you know. Your son
1: works in a spring factory. <laughs> <laughs> <You can't agree. laughs> Who do
2: you think you are? Oh, high and mighty, cos she went to a bloody couch, lived in a council house. Anyway, with your infectious smile... You can get some tablets for that. You made my life complete. We began making plans to get married. But still only 16. You needed your parents' permission. Just a second, let me go back.
1: How old was he? Yeah, that's a
2: point. Hold on. So, first meeting, didn't you say, yeah, I was a pretty senior, and just 18. Why, you're three years younger than me! Hold on, she was underage, she was 15. We're going to put barely legal on this story. This is disgusting. No wonder the old man, never mind the council estate. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So anyway, so at only 16, you needed your parents' permission. We knew that was never going to happen, and we didn't want to wait two more years, so we hatched a plan to run away to Scotland. We were both old enough to start a new life there. Well, barely. So we left our jobs and set off to Gretna the Green. There, we led a pretty ordinary life and settled down, bringing up two children who grew up and left home. By then, the economic slump of the late 1980s... Boring this, isn't it? By the late 1980s... Sorry about this, everyone. I should have read it through. By the late 1980s arrived and we found ourselves homeless. Thankfully, we had just enough to scrape together to buy a caravan in Portsmouth. And it was there, aged 40, a part of myself that I'd kept secret for so long began to reveal itself again. I didn't want to be a man anymore. I wanted to be a woman. I'd known there was something different about me since I was a teen... And my bride was about ten, but I hadn't wanted to scare you off. Now I don't. For those people listening, going, "Oh, you're making fun of people." Not at all. all." The, The the funny bit is coming up in a bit. Anyway, here we go.
1: I didn't know, but you and I did not keep secrets from each other. So one night, I blurted it out, telling you I felt as if I'd been born in the wrong body. What you mean you're gay? You whispered, shaking. Not at all, I insisted. All I wanted was you. The question was, would you want me? Eventually, though, your face softened. Providing you don't want other men and just want me, that's all that matters.
3: I'm going to make you taste my jam donut.
1: I said, it's still it's still a thing I want to do. I'll always love you, whoever you are, you said. We hugged and I cried with relief. I knew I could always count on you.
2: After that, I grew my hair long and began wearing dresses at home. I even began asking people I trusted to call me Cinders, which, now, I'm... All the... Cross-dressing, you know, trans stuff aside. Cinders is a bit of a silly name, isn't it?
1: Well, also, not spelling it like, you know, the traditional Cinderella. Cinders,
2: like like you're a sinner. Yeah, like like Jim Davidson. To the outside, oh yeah, (laughs) to the outside world, though, I was still Alan. It must have been scary and strange for you, but you didn't judge. In fact, you even began buying me dresses. Now, that's nice and that's
1: forward thinking, isn't it? Maybe it's just because she didn't want her to look a bugger.
2: What's that? She called
1: herself Cinders with an S. Yeah. So maybe buying her dresses was just a way to look after her a bit. If
2: you lived with someone who did cross-dress, you might go, I don't think that's okay, right Do for you know what
1: would look nicer on you? This. Let me help you.
2: That's it. That's right. Lovely.
1: Our relationship went from strength to strength, and our lives continued with the usual ups and downs. Soon after my big revelation in 1981, you were offered a job at a housing association in Swindon Wiltshire. This is dull. God almighty. The road came with the flat. Ah, out of the caravan. Needless to say, we jumped to the
2: opportunity. Anyway, listen, this goes on and on and on about fucking housing. And at the end, right, this is what I wanted to say. Right, here we go. Mandy makes contact, right? Rosemary is here in heaven, right? And she wants you to know that she's well again in heaven. She says, I can walk again just like before. Now I'll be given a long list of names. These could be people you will meet in the future. Well... (laughs) Or maybe (laughs) they might be bullets. (laughs) You might meet them in the future, so you can't really judge. There's Diane, William, Lillianne, Daniel and Margaret. You're not going to be staying living in your current home. Are you having problems with your arm? You will have some problems with your back, too. (laughs) Something to look forward to, isn't it? Also, the chances are, as you get older, you might have a few problems with your back, mightn't you?
1: Rosemary is telling me about things that are going to happen. The first is when someone shows you a trumpet in a black case. The second is when you have a conversation about a dog. Oh, that couldn't possibly happen. (laughs)
2: That's intriguing. A conversation about a dog, but between now and the end of my life. I have no doubt that will happen. Also,
1: your sink will get blocked. Again. (laughs) Wow. Bloody hell. And one of your kitchen appliances is about to pack up. For fuck's sake. Come on. This
2: This is what gives people like me a bad name. I mean, stuff does get
1: blocked, you know. You're going to need a wee in the next (laughs) hour to two hours.
2: At some point in the future, you might make a cup of tea, <laughs> says Mandy. No, hold on, where do we go? In the next three seconds, you will blink. <laughs> yeah. tuning, into, uh, tuning into you more, I feel you are the type of person who instinctively knows who is good and who isn't. Oh, blimey. Keep You're very judgy. I'm judging you, Mandy, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Uh, oh, sorry. I also get the feeling you are going to be a bit moody soon. <laughs> it May well be part of the grieving process over Rosemary. Do you know someone called Peter? Rosemary is telling me that his health is failing him. Do you also know a Frank? (laughs) She's a bundle of laughs, Rosemary, isn't she? Um
1: Nothing, no details for Frank, but just wants to know if you know a Frank. Right,
2: looking to your future, I see abundance coming your way. It doesn't necessarily mean abundance of money. <laughs> just a lot of bullshit. <laughs> With an abundance of <laughs> bullshit from me. A lot of happy times are coming and some big changes oh. are on the horizon. You will really seem to blossom. Your garden, in particular, needs... Pruning and Rosemary... You can visit. Come on. And Rosemary knows it will look wonderful again. Oh, oh well, that's nice.
3: And go, my family. But
2: only if you prune your clematis. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, anyway, this is what this is what I found intriguing about this, right? That was vague. That was vague from Mandy. It was
1: very generic, wasn't it? What
2: does Cinders say?
1: Cinders says... To...
2: C- well, Cinders does her best to try and make the best of Mandy's... <laughs> Uh, reading.
1: Towards the end of her life, Rosemary lost the ability to walk and the doctors didn't really know why, so it's nice to know it's been restored. Yeah.
3: Hold
1: on. So? Correct. One point. The names didn't mean anything to me, but then Mandy said I haven't met them yet. hold
2: on, just a minute. What do we make of that? (laughs) Okay, it's still... it's, It's one all.
1: I would love to make some new friends, as it's a lonely life without Rosemary. Although she and I move many times throughout our lives, I can't see the point of moving now. Oh, oh,
2: that's incorrect. Oh, dear, oh, dear.
1: I have a nice enclosed garden. Oh, well, mostly. she said
2: it, yeah. <laughs> she did say that the garden needs some work.
1: And some fantastic neighbours. However, never say never, and I'll keep an open mind on that one. You are good. About a week ago, I went out to deliver a birthday card and collapsed. Oh, blind, that came out of nowhere. Oh, no here
2: we go. I used my arm to save myself, but now my elbow is really hurting. <coughs> Correct. To hear my back will be playing up well. That will be something to look forward to, won't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't think she's got any problems with her back. I don't know anyone who owns a trumpet. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh dear, and I don't think Rosemary's message referring to me getting a dog as my home is not suitable for a dog. Oh, here we go. Weirdly, just the other week, I bought a bottle of sink on blocker. <laughs> Maybe Rosemary put that thought into my head because she knows I will need it soon. I hope the microwave doesn't pack up because that's all I use in the kitchen. Again, oh, no cinders. problem. You've got to look oh, cinders, you do, but really, no problem with the microwave. <laughs> oh, dear. I do get feelings about people early on. That is that, Now, that is spot on. I'm not really a moody person. Oh, dear, oh, dear. She's getting thrashed now, isn't she? I have a friend called Peter. Yay! He has been stuck in the house a lot as he can't walk very well. Frank is a cousin, but I haven't heard from him for 30 years. Oh, dear. I do feel I'm in a period of change. I've been keeping myself busy getting rid of all my old records and model cars, just generally keeping the place tidied up. perhaps. The abundance Mandy referred to means that my grief will ease, and will I go on to I will go on to make lots of friends. Well, that, that's your assumption. Well, I'm going to give her a half a one there. When Rosemary fell ill, here we go. I let my garden go. <laughs> Well, you do, don't you? <laughs> and it became a bit of a wilderness. I've seen that. It will. Some people like that. It will be next spring before I get out there to sort it out again. But I look forward to getting it back to where it was. It was my and Rosemary's sanctuary. We don't need to know that. So that's sort of true. What a really lovely reading from Mandy. I feel connected to Rosemary Aww. now. So we can take the piss, but actually that did the trick, didn't it?
1: Didn't it? I think it'd do the trick for anyone. You could read that to anyone and they'd go, oh, yeah.
2: Well, there are elements of that, but that's what I mean. It is a little bit vague, but don't... Don't poo-poo it all the time, because for some people it's quite nice and rewarding, isn't it, to have that sort of reading? Yeah, especially especially the person that's making it up, and
1: they can get paid quite handsomely (laughs) Especially the
2: person just making it all up (laughs) off the top of it. No, come on, I do believe in this stuff, and you are very, very cynical. Yes! Anyway, listen, as you know, I live in a converted block of flats. It was designed originally as a house, and Linda can vouch for this. It does smell a bit because there's a bit of a problem with the drains. They it? get put under a lot of
1: pressure they, with
2: you. They, they really do. And with That's nice, isn't it? With various showers, washing machines, and we have got a bit of a drain blockage. Now, no-one wants to sort out this problem, and I had a call this week from one of my neighbours, Peter Rawlings, who nobody likes in the flats and who, unfortunately, suffers from terrible psoriasis on his head. Have a listen to this.
5: Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's
3: BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, Sir Clinton. Yes, speaking. Hello, Clinton. Sorry, I'm just, um, I'm rolling from downstairs. I'm uh, just finishing up the
2: lunch. But... Uh, yeah, hello,
3: Mr. Rawlings. <laughs> just found out about the, uh, the wet white situation, my love. The, the, the wet white. The wet wipe situation, what are you, what are you talking about? The wet about? wipe
2: situation? Yes, What's about I think it? you know
3: what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, the drains are blocked, yes. Yeah, it's, uh, they're, they're, they're blocked.
3: Yeah, they're blocked. Well, it's nothing to do with me, Mr Rawlings. I don't know why you're leaving this problem with me, sir. Can you smell it? It's absolutely disgusting. Can you f- get on to Dinerod? Get on to Dinerod immediately. Yeah, but,
2: sorry, I don't know why you're putting this problem at my door. It, it's nothing to do with me. If you ask Barry? Maybe it's Barry blocking the bloody drains up. Come on, Mr Rawlings. All
5: these drains out.
2: So I very quickly phone Barry to forewarn him.
5: We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Hello, Barry.
2: Hello. Yeah, hello, Barry. It's it's Clinton here. Oh we're all right, mate. Listen, I've had I've had that bloody Peter Rawlings on the phone. Yeah, number four. What's he want? He um, well, he's going on about these blocked drains yeah. and I think. He may think it's you who's blocked them back uh, with some wet wipes or something. I don't what? know. you better speak to him. Just a word of warning. He's going to phone you in a minute. Oh, they well, he don't like me. Yes. You know. and, oh, you've got form with him. He's got you? that funny head, doesn't His he? His head. Yes, I yeah. know. Oh. Well, that was unfortunate. He wasn't supposed to hear that conversation between us. Well, Phil feel bad, yes, got... his head off, yeah. you know. Pussy head. I'm, pussy I'm, I'm, head I he's you. got, yeah. Right, well, yes, You'll have to deal with him. Oh, God. But it's not my fault. I... He overheard you, I'm sorry. Yeah. He has God. got a pussy head. I feel yeah. bad about it, well, And now he wants to talk to you about the bloody drains. Oh, God. All right. Okay, well, good luck, mate. It's all red along.
3: Pussy is it. All right. Ta-da. Hello, yes. Can I help you? Hello, Barrett. Yeah, it's Rawlings from the flat. Oh, 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 hello, Mr. Rawlings. What can I do for you? Well, I just, um, I just spoke to your old mate, old, uh, old up in the sky, old Clinton there, old Mr. Baptiste. Yeah, Clinton. Yeah. Yeah, about his, um, about his problem with the wet wipes, and um, he's, 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 he's trapped at your way, love. Problem with the wet wipes? What do you, what do you mean? He said it wasn't in. They're blocking up the drains. He must have smelt the stents. And, yeah, um, stinks. Basically, he said, it's not me. So the only other person I could think it would, would be would be yourself.
2: Well, I don't use a w- wet w- m- my butter, Mr Rawlings. could be Mrs Barker, couldn't it, next door. Eh? Very rude. Very rude, Mr. Rawlings, and
3: I know what this is. I've apologised for what I said about your head and that, but Um,
2: your... I mean, your head, right? No, but, you know, the skin problem with your head and that Uh is you use a cream. I know you said you use a cream on your head. I'm suggesting that maybe... Uh 40 odd years of using a, a cream on your past on your head got nothing to do with the cream i it's... would venture maybe
3: it's the the cream that's gone down the plug i
2: blocking the drains mr Rawlins. i'm just saying if you use that cream on well it's flaky skin in it and puffy pa-
3: pa- bits it went for a year of being flaky it's not
2: flaky anymore now, it's
3: just It's gone
2: back to being well, pussy. Flaky and pussy. S- I hate using that word. No, you make me I use the it. word pussy. All right, it was flaky. Let's call it flaky. Let's let's be cut. Let's call it flaky. It was a bit, a bit a bit pussy and red. Well, mostly red, really. Well, mostly red. And now it's flaky, All as right, you say. And right. I'm saying, with a cream, it goes down the shower and it
3: blocks up the... It, it mixes this with the one... water, it's sen- It's scentless, and it goes straight down. It's got nothing to do with that. It's about these wet wipes, and you've been using them to wipe your bottom. I've not been wiping my bottom with wet wipes, you. Of course you have. Pussy head and a bloody cream goes down blocks the time. It's waterproof, isn't it? Good day to you, sir. Fucking wandering round like a singing detective. <laughs> Go and sort it out! There you sort your fucking head out! <laughs> Fuck off! Jesus
2: Christ. Well, that was a lot of fun. And there'll be more residential wranglings from my flat next week. From the magnificent, take a break. Fate and fortune. Put the spooky music on. As we, do. this is the headline. What's the headline, Linda? Tell us this. Sex demon haunted
1: our family home. What it did to Dad sickens me.
2: Oh my fucking god! I dread to think what the demon did to the Dad. <coughs> Please regale us with the story, Linda.
1: Standing in the kitchen, nattering to Dad, I spotted something from the corner of my eye. Dad, the deep-fat fryer's going to explode! I cried, watching as the oil started bubbling over like an erupting volcano. Oh, we've got a poet here. This yeah. is. He rushed over to switch it off and then slowly lifted the plug. In confusion, it hadn't been plugged in. Oh my god! What? On earth? I stammered. I just assumed he'd been frying something, yet it had been cooking away without being switched on. While my heart pounded with fear, Dad just laughed it off.
3: What, a, what an idiot.
1: <laughs> That's something. Tried to murder you. Dad tried
2: to laugh it off. This is where it goes wrong, this one. Dad laughed it off. What? The, the thing is bubbling
1: away and he hadn't even turned it on. Anyway, I don't quite buy that anyway. Strange occurrences in this house were nothing new to him. Me and my parents first moved to the ancient Ram Inn, Wootton Under Edge, Gloucestershire. <laughs> That's a funny one. Ram Inn. <laughs> They ran the 1,000-year-old inn said to be built on an ancient pagan burial ground as a B&B. Unsurprisingly, perhaps, it was a creepy
2: place to live. Seeing pictures fly off the walls, amongst other strange incidents, had been a regular occurrence growing up. Every other day, something odd would happen, and I never felt completely comfortable in the Grade 2 listed house. Five years later, my parents separated. Me and Mum moved out, but Dad continued to live there. Years passed. Then, when I was 30, I was forced to move back whilst looking for somewhere to live.
1: It was the last place I wanted to be, and it wasn't long until a strange series of events began to unfurl. Is that your willy? By now, enthusiasts of the supernatural had started taking an interest in the inn, and guests would come each weekend to experience the poltergeist activity for themselves.
2: Many couldn't make it through a single night, and would run out of the house screaming in fear. like four in a bed. <laughs> but when some began complaining... £20 pound off! <laughs> But when, yeah, but take £20 off for the fucking fry that keeps coming on and practically <laughs> killing us. But when some began complaining about random assaults by a supposed sex demon <gasps> who was prowling the corridors, my terror reached new heights. I decided to ask
1: Dad whether the complaints worried him.
2: After all, he lived in the house for decades and would surely know if anything sinister was going on.
1: So one day I just blurted it out. Dad... Has a ghost ever touched you? I asked. What he told me next left me lost for words. I'm having sex at
2: the moment. He didn't say.
1: He said it's happened to me most weeks since I first moved here. It touches my legs and presses itself on my body when I don't want it to. You, you make me feel sexy.
2: He didn't say, but no. go on.
1: She gaffed in horror. He told me it always happened when he was lying down to get some rest. There would
2: be pressure all over my body and something would feel my groin. I can't help it. It's a ghost. (laughs) It was a ghost. ghost. You might have seen that woman from the village leaving by the back door. It wasn't a ghost. He explained, I couldn't move or speak. It was too much to take
1: in. That's what she's saying, not him.
2: (laughs) That's right. Oh! (laughs) Ten points. He went on to tell me, on the first night we moved in all those years ago, the demon had grabbed his wrists and dragged him up the bed. Oh, blind. I couldn't sleep for days. Then years later, a diviner told him there were children
1: buried all over the place. After digging up a flagstone floor in the living room, Dad found a set of daggers that archaeologists couldn't date, but they said were of a great age. Even worse, he also found bones that he took to a specialist and were told were definitely not animal bones. The
2: mystery of whose remains they were, and why they were buried with daggers, still needs to be investigated. But I couldn't believe Dad was only telling me this now. It absolutely terrified me. Afterwards, each night when I closed my eyes... I dreaded the idea of the sex demon assaulting me too. It does happen. The only way I could get rid of that thought was to knock one out. (laughs) It does happen. (laughs) It does happen. We've had people on before.
1: Oh, dear.
2: I've got a friend of mine on Facebook who's told me a number of sexy dreams she's had with um, sex demons. Oh, yeah, lovely.
1: Um, <laughs> that would be an awful... Th- just to say, if there are such things, that would be a terrible thing to happen and I definitely don't want it to happen to me.
2: A sex demon, yeah. I will be alone. Wouldn't it be awful if one night a sex demon... Uh, this is- Actually, can not you say, Linda, that is very dangerous to start encouraging that sort of thing.
3: <laughs>
2: they don't... Co- if you- a sex demon will not come and say, look, you know, why don't we have a couple of nice glasses yeah. of wine... Why don't I take you down the harvester? Yeah. You know, and we can enjoy, you know, a, a nice romantic. Oh, well, we we'll have to
1: pick your socks up either, will I? So, well, there is that. Nobody's perfect. No,
2: there is that, and they won't be leaving hairs all over the bath and that sort of thing, <laughs> will they?
1: Oh, what a way to go! Imagine. No, I mean that is that is the thing, isn't
2: it? You know, there's a lot to be said yeah. for having a sex demon as a partner, isn't yeah, it?
1: Exactly.
2: I mean, the things you don't have to put up with, you know. Excuse me. I'm. I'm are you watching Sky Sports again? I want to have my program. My gardening program's on the other side.
1: Exactly. You know what I
2: mean? You just all you've got to hope is that you go to bed at night in sex demon feel. I mean, imagine that if you've got a sorry, just a second. You've got a sex demon, and you're saying, "How about it tonight?" And he's just going, oh, "I don't. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> I'm a bit tired. Tired? You've been dead three hundred years. I don't right? believe it. I don't believe it. You spend most of the time just floating around. What are you tired for now? Come on, let's have a go at it. At least give me a goose in. Give me a goose in for Christ. Yeah, give me a spooky goose in for <laughs> Christ's sake. <laughs> Anyway, listen, one day I'd been out... Oh, this is this gets more spooky. One day I'd been out walking the dog when I received a call from Dad. he returned to come home to find fire engines everywhere. The neighbours had called them after seen smoke coming from the house. Get this: the unplugged deep fat fryer had switched on its own on its own again, but this time no one was there to stop it. I
1: wanted to make some ghost chips after the <laughs> the scene <seeing tubes. laughs> yes, That's right.
2: Yeah. What happened? You said to the sex team, "Oh, I was just rustling up something." Pardon me. I Give me strength. Me. Up. I, keep me strength up. I went out to the freezer. I got some of them nice uh, sausage <laughs> rolls. I will shove them in the fryer. Anyway, <laughs> I, anyway, it got the, the, the fire brigade got there in the nick of time before it spread to the rest of the house. But the final straw came one afternoon when I heard the sound of furniture being smashed in the attic
1: room. I ran up the stairs to see what had happened, in case the sex demon was there. To find my my bedside cabinet lying halfway down the steps. No one else had been up there and it looked like it had been chucked with force. Dad, that's it. I've had enough, I said. I need to leave. Thankfully, I'd finally managed to secure a one-bed house five miles away and after a terrifying year of living at the inn, I moved out, not wasting... A second more. It was the end of my poltergeist shoulder rubbing days. Wasn't, Wasn't the only shoulders. the shoulder rubbing, but
2: <laughs> but Dad continued to experience horrifying ordeals in addition to the. Why unwanted. didn't
1: he move? I wonder.
2: At one, yeah, he loved it. At one point, <laughs> the Bishop of Gloucester came to bless the house. Didn't the Bishop of Gloucester turn up? Oh, sex, sex demon, That sounds say. terrible. That Where might I find it? I might have to stay overnight. <laughs> anyway, it goes on like that. But listen, I just want you to know that pl- do not... Enc- I mean, we look, we are trained professionals, I well, know. I am. Do not encourage a sex demon into your room, all right? You may find you get more than you bargained for. So I know you think it's very funny, Linda, but actually, <laughs> it's actually a very serious thing. Yeah. And now a letter, this came in some time ago and I found it in my archives, what I call archives, emails I hadn't read, and it's from a fella called Jamie Penn. Yeah.
1: Namaste Clinton. In my career I've worked in quite a few residential care homes for the elderly, frail and people with complex dementia. I've experienced a plethora of things that I can't explain other than it possibly being paranormal. That's really strange.
2: The first experience whilst at work occurred during my first ever working night shift as an 18-year-old and fairly new to the profession. There was a resident, let's call her Edna, who refused to sleep in her bedroom as she told the staff and her family that someone used to wake her up by standing over her bed all night, even though her door was locked from the inside. So she used to sleep in the lounge downstairs on a reclining chair instead.
1: This particular night she would pressed the buzzer to ask for a cup of tea, which I told her would go, I would go and make. She replied that the man sat opposite her wanted one too, but there was no one else sat in the lounge with her. Putting it down to memory impairment, sometimes causing hallucinations, I just agreed that I would make the man a drink too, and left.
3: Sausages.
2: From going to make the cup of tea and returning to Edna, I had been called to another resident and then forgotten to make the fictional man a drink too. So when I entered the lounge with one cup of tea and gave it to Edna, Edna asked where the man's drink was too. Me, feeling tired, flustered and busy, I replied that I didn't have time
1: to go back to the kitchen to make him one now. Edna replied that the man had told her if I didn't make him a drink now, he would come and hit me. You are a shit. I told Edna to tell the man to come and hit me. She then gave a running commentary of this man walking towards me and throwing a punch at my face. While I felt nothing after the punch had been thrown, it affirmed my initial thoughts that this was a hallucination in Edna's mind.
2: I told Edna that I hadn't felt a thing and that I would come back later. Edna told me that he still wanted a drink and would be sat in the area... Sorry, and would be sat in the chair opposite, waiting for his drink.
0: You are a shit
1: and arse. (laughs) As she told me this... The cushion on the chair opposite her depressed, as if someone had sat down on it, but no one was actually sitting in the chair. I Obviously, in shock, I looked at Edna and then back at the chair. Edna smiled at me. <coughs> the cushion remained in that position as I ran out of the lounge to tell my colleague. My colleague told me that stuff like this happens all the time, and I had very frustratingly told her that it would have been nice to have had a heads up before the shift had begun. Hope you enjoy the
2: story and keep up the amazing work. Thank you. You can come again. If Linda doesn't think that's paranormal, then maybe one of my other encounters will. Let's get Jamie on the Zoom now. Joining us now on the Zooming facility is Jamie Penn himself. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Clinton. Where are you Zooming from?
1: It looks like you're in a facility. That wouldn't be unusual, would it, for our listeners? No,
2: you're in some sort of facility, it looks like there. Is it an NHS hospital, hospice? What is it?
5: It's, it's a, it is an NHS um, hospital. It's, for, it's a, a place where people can come and have a health MOT for the day.
2: Thank God that wasn't his house. We, we can <laughs> can oh, Actually, it's my front room. It just looks like a kind of terribly run-down waiting room at, at NHS. Sorry. Well, that's good. We've established that. What What does that mean exactly? And keep it brief and entertaining, if you will.
5: <laughs> I will try. It's yes. uh, a place where someone can come and see everybody all in one day. So they see doctors, physiotherapists, occupational yeah. therapists, B- B- as of B- part-
2: yeah, a bit faster, Jamie. Keep going. Nice uh, and quick.
5: They, they can have bloods taken, have urine samples taken, and they all get sorted in a day.
1: Can they get the prostate probed as well?
5: Uh, I'm sure that they would make an exception for Clayton.
1: Sounds like a day out, yeah.
2: <laughs> I do think I should... Ha- Sorry, just digressing from the supernatural and t- towards my anus. I do think that I should probably have that done again. When was the last point. time? Oh God! I have to be taken back by hypnotherapy to remember it was so upsetting. <laughs> but uh, probably about five years ago. Oh, I mean, you do hear these stories, don't you? And to any men you out do. there, this is a public service. Do get your prostate checked. Don't be shy. It's just a bit. It's just skin, isn't it? Exactly. That's right. And you know, I mean, I could come and see you. You don't do that, Jamie, do you?
5: I don't, I don't do that. No, not 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 professionally,
2: no. <laughs> Just a hobby of yours, is it? Just a hobby, yeah, yeah. Because I yeah, yeah. can come around you look up an old friend. Anyway, now <laughs> here we go, <laughs> Jamie. We've just, I've just, well, we've just been through this round of spooky story, Yeah. and I got to tell you something. Linda was bowled over when
1: you buy that one. Well, you know, I'm partial to a cushion story, and this one does involve a haunted, a haunted cushion. cushion.
2: I like the way you said haunted. "depressed." <laughs> Very technically, yeah. it was depressed rather than it sunk down Jamie we haven't let you say much we've been talking yeah I mean that's one of many stories presumably
5: many many I' I've, I've, I've seen and heard lots of things that I couldn't um put down to anything else but paranormal in my career looking after people in uh, residential care
2: right and what is another one that will finally tip Linda over the edge
5: into believing.
1: Steady, it's going to take quite
5: something. I don't, I don't think I'd do that. Linda is very, very, very sceptical. But there there was one, uh, um, another occurrence when I worked at the same place as this um, where a gentleman called Patrick had pressed the bell for us to go and um, see what he wanted.
2: Okay, hold on uh, just a second. Linda's going to put on the spooky music hang on. and then you well, tell me in detail time. about Patrick pressing his
5: bell.
3: Yeah, i have that.
5: So, so, Patrick pressed his bell, room number seven, I went and answered it, I asked him what he would like. Um, he said he would like me to remove the gentleman from his room. Oh, right. I looked around his room and couldn't see anybody. I looked at Patrick and told him there was nobody in the room. Are you sure you got – right, well,
2: hold on, are you sure I got that right? It wasn't removed Patrick's bell from the gentleman, was it?
5: <laughs> no, no, he wasn't he wasn't, he wasn't. he wasn't dinging Patrick's bell, no um and so Sorry. after I, that's, Pat, that's after i'd looked around the room and patrick had told me again about the gentleman in the corner of the room yeah. i stared at the corner of the room and there was a mist oh, like figure no i'm, I'm serious i lit shit myself yeah. there was a mist-shaped figure stood in the room right in the process of me shitting myself i looked back at patrick <laughs>
2: He was, like, also in awe, <laughs> in awe, was also shitting
5: himself. In know, who was also shooting himself? That's why he pressed the bell. Right. Okay. <laughs> then, like, then, was was then, the mist was the mist then, shitting itself as well? The mist was the solution. <laughs> these
3: two. Well,
5: it wasn't. It wasn't that formed enough to see the shit. And as I and then, then I looked back at, at in the corner after looking at Patrick, who was also crapping himself. Yes. And it dropped, okay. Yeah. And it disappeared. No. Oh.
2: Well, that was a shit special. Chopping <laughs> yourself special this week.
5: Chopping yourself um, special.
2: Bloody hell. Now, there you are, you see. Now, Jamie, we're looking at Jamie now. He looks like a very rational person. And he's in what looks like a very clinical environment.
1: Mm. But the thing is, I recognize it's a stressful job, right? And so, and on those long, Dark oh, night. Come on,
2: Linda, do me a bloody favour. Your mind may wander. No, if you go in there and there's a man reporting, uh, what was it, Patrick, with his uh, belt yeah. and, and a and, and a man. Own, yeah. The point is, you
5: and you see a mist. Yeah, mist shaped figure. Yeah, what in the shape of a man? It was in the sh- yeah in the shape of a human. Yeah,
1: it was humanoid. Don't be sexy.
2: Humanoid
5: in its shape. Yeah.
2: Linda is now taking the piss. What we're dealing with here is
5: the super
2: bloody natural, Linda.
1: Okay, okay.
2: all
5: right. It didn't make any noise. There was no noise. No you know, noise. It was literally it was silent, completely right. silent, and okay. just a misshap figure. Right. And okay. With me, only, with, with me only being young, I've not seen anything like that before.
2: Have oh. you seen anything like it since,
5: Jamie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he sounds. There's nervous. more. There's
2: more. Right. Go on.
5: I actually saw, uh, um, I was checking, um, everyone was still asleep, another night shift, and I saw one of my colleagues walking in front of me and turning right down the corridor, which the only thing that's there is a storeroom, and I was the only one with the key to go in the storeroom. So as I turned right to follow her, she wasn't there. She'd not gone in the storeroom, it wasn't unlocked. Uh, I then went down the stairs to go and see if I could find anyone else, and there she was mopping the toilets downstairs now the only way that she could have got there was to walk back past me yes so i asked her what she was doing upstairs she said that she'd not been there that went to and fro for about five minutes me arguing that she was and she arguing that she wasn't another member of staff came along and asked what type of clothes that this person was wearing and when i described it she described a member of staff that had died on the night shift that looked almost exactly like this other member of staff from behind... Right. ..that other staff members have seen in the past. So, the, I, she could only assume that it was... I'd seen this other member of staff that used to work there, cos there's no way that the member of staff that was mopping the toilets downstairs could have got past me...
2: Right. I... ..after I'd seen them. I did wonder, and I don't want to get all Andrew Tate about this, but was <laughs> it a glitch in The Matrix? That's what I thought you were going to say. Oh, no. that in, a, in a parallel universe, she hadn't gone downstairs to mop the, the, the toilet. She'd been upstairs and gone down into that storeroom. You're overthinking things. I far. am overthinking things. Um, mm. What do you think of Andrew Tate while you're here? I mean, it's a f- Okay. Well, uh... <laughs> I think we're all agreed on that. Even if you don't agree with the supernatural, Linda, you must. you can all agree with that. Everyone
5: we're can agree, agree that he is a <laughs> wh- and uh, all
2: right. And on that, <laughs> and on that lovely, positive note, yeah. and a strike for women and for all decent-minded people. Uh, well, say Jamie Penn, thank you so very, very much. Any more hauntings? Do get in touch, won't you?
5: Yeah. I will do. Are, are you reading the original convincing. letter?
2: Are you Sorry? reading the
5: original letter?
2: We've read the original letter, Jamie. Before you came on. Before you came on, oh, before mate.
5: Before you came on, oh, I do apologize.
2: Yeah. Anything else you want to micromanage, Jamie? <laughs> <yet?
5: laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, come back. Yeah, come back to all.
2: Oh, yes, I did a lovely gig and all that Jamie came to see and said he was going to wait for me afterwards to say how much he enjoyed it. And I would like to see you again, Jamie. If you're ever up there, come. Now, that is not... That does not mean every fucker who comes to see me, I want to come and paw me after the show, unless you're nice people. Occasionally people, you know, I, I feel a bit like... Sometimes a bit like um you know the, the Everton fans who got hold of someone and got them in a, in a headlock the other day. Oh. I've virtually been in that position before. Yeah. yeah, a nuggy. What's a nuggy? One of them on the oh I don't want that. No I don't want that. that. It's horrible. A nuggy or a wedgie. Anyway, all that aside, Jamie, thank you very much.
5: Thank you, Clinton. Thank you, Linda.
2: Namaste, my friend. Thank you. Namaste. 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 Linda, 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 we've had a fantastic show. We have, yes. Once again, what will you be doing now when you depart from here?
1: I'm going to go and give my leopard skin, not real, coat a really good walk. Oh,
2: lovely. Well, if I'm going to wear your, it with
1: pride. Don't
2: go too near the royal family. They'll shoot your head off with that <laughs> thing. Like. Uh, anyway, listen, ladies and gentlemen, don't have a go at it. It's not a real one. Real. Don't throw paint all over it. It's quite obviously not a real one. It's a bit shy. It's a bit shy. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, Linda. Kombucha. Kombucha. Namaste. And a chocky wacky doo da to each and every one of you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Episode 51, that was. You came here for the mystic. Join Patreon, you shitstick. Now it's time to go. It's the end of the show. My thanks to Linda Pollock, Take A Break, Fate and Fortune, Matt Early, Jamie Penn, but above all, you for listening. And now, it's it's time to say goodbye. Keep warm, everyone, because it's gone very, very cold. I'll join you next week in your living rooms, under your covers, in your beds... Wherever you listen to this this show, take care and keep your bloody chins up. Now it's time to go. fading now.